Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast, where each week we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Alrighty, folks, it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. We're bellied back up to the bar. We have with us today, I'm a lucky man. I have two beautiful women that have joined me today. I have my wife upstairs. She doesn't know it. I got two beautiful women on the screen. I can't tell her about it. She'll probably find out in her in a minute because she always watches, but I think I'll be okay because she, she's heard me talk about Kristen and she's heard me talk about Margaret coming up here. So we have with us today, Miss Kristen Manna, a mover and shaker a world and life changer in the political realms of California. Oh. We, we have Miss Margaret Downey, a lovely woman who has brought to the forefront one of our forefathers so that we remember one of the architects that brought us this nation that we have to argue about today. So I have to say, ladies, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast. And if I can find, I got a new, there it is. Thank, thank you, ladies. It's a pleasure to be here. I got a new soundboard, so I, I lost track of where my sound effects were. <laughs> Just give me a clap. We'll clap. Look, look at that. So, welcome, ladies. We're gonna we're gonna get into it, folks. We're talking. Th this is unique. So, somebody br brought this up. We were doing a TikTok before TikTok Live before the show, and somebody was like, "Oh, you know." Um, Look, my wife, look, see, my wife even said she was excited to watch. Oh, look at that. Hi, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but we're, somebody brought this up to me. They're like, oh, why are you talking about politics? That just brings up arguments. And I had to make them understand that this isn't politics that makes us can't stand each other. Mm -hmm. This is more of that, hey, I want to be involved, but I don't want to stand in front of the camera. I don't want, you know, to be that person. How do I... How do I get my my voice out there? Or how do I get heard in politics? How can I influence it? And I think that's what Kristen's done. Oh. And, and, and Margaret's kind of brought, reminding us that I've always felt like Thomas Paine is the forgotten forefather. Mm -hmm. Like he, like people are like, Thomas Paine, I know that name. I've heard of that name. But I think they don't realize um, he's the architect of the revolution. that most of us are lacking today, common sense. He wrote that, and we were talking about this before, and I will say it, one of the greatest lines in all of politics, government at its best is, is a necessary evil. At its worst, it's an intolerable one. I love that, written in common sense. And I think that's something that for a lot of us, we should think about today. But let's go ahead and get our house clean and done so we can get into this and we can talk about these different things. You guys figure it out. Uh, you can rock, paper, scissor. Who goes first? We can just go back and forth. We'll figure it out, though. Uh, as always, folks, we got the big board over my shoulder for stickering a cause. Maybe you've got a political thing that you're you're pushing for, uh, a foundation you're supporting, an association, Girl Scout troop. I don't care what it is, but you've got something out there. You reach out to me on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, Instagram, even our email. It's all the above the bar podcast. Reach out. Let me know what you got going on. I'll give you an address to send a sticker to. You send me out the sticker with a little bit of a write-up on what it is. We'll read about it. And we'll put it up on the board for sticker and a cause. So again, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok, email, all of the above the bar podcast, and email is at gmail.com. Now, maybe your media is looking like it came from 1775 and was written on parchment. And you need to upgrade that a little bit. You need to reach out to Media by Dibs, and that's D-I-B-S. Reach out to Media by Dibs on Instagram, on uh, Facebook, Media by Dibs. Or if you go on to LinkedIn, it's going to show up as Andrew Dibble, D-I-B-B-L-E-S. And you let him know that you're there to belly up to the bar. He's going to give you a 10% discount on your first order and a free consultation. Uh, you can always tell one of our posts, when Dibs made it for me and when I made it, I look like a fifth grader did it. Dibs looks like somebody who does this for a living does it. You can very easily tell these things. So again, media by Dibs. And for those of you that are listening and watching right now, please like, share, subscribe, do all those things and share this out to all the different groups that are out there. 
so they know uh, what we got going on. So house cleaning is done. All that's out of the way. Everything is ready to go. How are you ladies today? Oh, so great. It's just, it's just so nice to be back on the show with you, Sean. I, I swear I'm like, it's like a little highlight in my, in my week when I listen to you and I'm like, oh, it's like a smile, you know, it's like a refreshing time to just sit back and try to relax in the world of politics. If I could hug you, I would right now. Well, Sean, I do want to congratulate you on uh, reciting one of my favorite Thomas Paine quotes uh, that came from Common Sense. And what he was talking about was that the government is really uh, owned by the people. It isn't really, you know, uh, a government and, and unless it is for and by the people. So he was referring to it being a necessary evil, <laughs> but... Um, not tolerable unless citizens were involved, voting uh, in politics, um, helping to make uh, legislation and, and helping to form our country and keep our democracy. Well, I think that you, you bring up such a great point. That, that's where Kristen and what she's doing. Again, like I said, not all of us belong in front of the, the stage and, and want to stand up there and, and go through all that. I mean, if you really think about it, I, you would be able to tell me me better than I know, Margaret, but I don't think Thomas Paine was like an like an Adams who stood up there, rah, rah, and and and, and you know, fire and brimstone and, and and was beaten, beaten everything. He wrote things and sent it in. He communicated in that way. Today he would be the equivalent of like a blogger or a vlogger or a or, podcaster. Or, or a podcaster. <laughs> that that's I mean well, I mean. Yeah. But, you know, he he really he was very well known as a uh, a person that appeals to the common citizen. And he was never a dandy. He did not go in for fancy clothes or, you know, um, powdered wigs and, and all the fancy things that Benjamin Franklin tried to get him to do <laughs> when he took Thomas Paine to Paris. And uh, even uh, Thomas Jefferson would comment about how Thomas Paine would refuse to get dressed up. Um, he, he really was every, every citizen's reflection of, of just common sense and uh, the truth. Uh, Thomas Paine never hesitated to speak the truth, even if it meant um, being hated by people, being scorned by people. Even he would comment about his positions with his friends. All of his, uh, all of our uh, founding fathers owned slaves. Thomas Paine did not. You and know, it's funny you say did. that. You brought that up because I was going to ask that question. Like we hear so much today, and I've spoken on this on the show many a times, where people get so in an uproar about the statues and everything, and I'm like you do realize most of those were put up in the late forties, early fifties. And if you look at who the, who they were labeled after they were in the South heavily. And on most of the people in those statues were actually, I don't know what the right word for it, but it was a underhanded way to affect the civil rights movement. They had nothing to do with actually, man, we really, we're really proud of this forefather and we want you to know about him. It was more of a, Hmm. This is, we can kind of throw this out there and you won't realize it until you really look into it. Mm -hmm. So Payne wasn't, so he was truly when we talk about equality and for the time, you know, because he was still a landowner and all those things and had the right to vote. So that put him on a different level, but he still spoke for people who couldn't. Right. Including uh, Native Americans. Uh, he was also a negotiator for treaties with the Iroquois Nation. And so he had wonderful things to, to say about the Iroquois. In fact, he called them his brothers. And so he was one of the first of our founding fathers to recognize the value of Native Americans. And we also know that he was one of the first um, veterans. Uh, he served in the Continent, Continental Army 
And rather than using his musket, which he did carry, you know, most Quakers would never carry a musket. Oh, was he a Quaker too? I don't think I knew he was a Quaker. His his father was a Quaker. Okay. And uh, he was he was reared in both the Anglican Church and uh, with some Quaker influences, but um, his quill was his musket. His words were more powerful than any musket bullet could fire. I got one for Kristen. Kristen, did you know this? That our government, most people would tell you, oh, well, our government is based on the Romans. It's not. Do you know who, do you know who Thomas Jefferson actually patented most of the way we do business today in our government on? The what Native Americans. Oh, interesting. He, oh, yeah. he, he was a big, big, uh, he was highly influenced by the Native Americans and if you look at the way they used to do things, every so many years, they would get all the nations together. They would talk about issues, talk about treaties, talk about problems, and they would send representatives from each nation to meet at a central location and discuss all these things and then go back. But that one person was a representative for their nation. And what was really, really um wonderful uh, for Thomas Paine to observe is that when they would come to have these treaty negotiations and meetings, they would bring women and children and they were considered very valuable to the process. So, you know, a lot can be said for the way the Native Americans treated uh, their, their women and, and their, their young children. As very, 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 very different than what, what we would think today in our mindset. Nathan, I didn't realize that Nathan says uh, Richard Henry Lee was the 10th, was his 10th great grandfather and was the third, was 13 colonies president and signed the Declaration of Independence. Well, look at that. Aww. And then and if he only saw you now, Nathan, and knew how you picked at fantasy football, how would he feel about that? How would your great, how would that many greats feel about your fantasy football picks? I'm curious. <laughs> Because I know they're not good. Well, cheers to his lineage. Yes. yes. Oh, there's so many. So. Oh, can I, I add something about? Yes, please, because I want to. You know, um, when I did started doing some research and I've given several presentations, not as many as Margaret. I mean, I've just started this, um, but I really, really am proud of his legacy. And I think all Americans should be proud of him today because, you know, as we were talking about, he was a thinker far ahead of his time. He opposed slavery and favored abolition, um, like Margaret had said, but he established the first welfare system for the poor. Oh, Even, yeah. He created pensions. And here's what I love. He was an inspiration for early suffragists to, man to demand equal rights for women. I so love that. He really, you know, so, you know, and Margaret and I were emailing back and forth and I got to agree with her. Uh, he was the libertarian for mm -hmm. his time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there because he, well, so am I. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they had names for a particular well, they did. parties back right. then. <laughs> but well, he was asked, a deep thinker, that's for sure. Yeah. And I asked Margaret about this because I gave a presentation for some GOP um, uh, influencers. And they asked me, they said, was Thomas Paine a, a Republican? And Margaret said that he didn't ascribe to either party. So he might be an NPP these days or a libertarian. Yeah, indep independent or libertarian. Problem yeah. with being a libertarian is nobody listens to yeah. us. Yes. One of his um, best friends, uh, Cleo Rickman, um, actually named his son Thomas Paine Rickman. Um, but he, he listed himself as a Republican. And they were lifelong friends. They, in fact, um, Rickman... Uh, actually visited him uh, on his deathbed. So it was, you know, a long cherished uh, relationship. Um, uh, Thomas Paine has had a lot of children named after him. Um, mm -hmm. Madame Bonneville and Nicholas Bonneville, he lived with them for about five years and they named their second son, Thomas Paine Bonneville. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really curious 
to this. So, you know, as we said, this isn't the, you know, the biggest name of that time, unless you really know your history. You know, this isn't Ben Franklin. This isn't Thomas Jefferson. This isn't, you know, Adams, either one of them. You know, that this isn't, you know, the biggest names of that time in our nation, but this is the architect. Mm-hmm. Why other, you know, I, I know I throw all those things out and it kind of seems self-explanatory, but where for you, Margaret, does this passion towards Thomas Paine? Uh, and while I'm thinking about it, I almost forgot to do this. Look at this. This is why I got to remind myself of things. As you can see, scrolling along the bottom, the thomaspainmemorial.org. If you want to learn more about this, please take a look at it. Who's who's pinging? Is that me? That's me. I'm turning it off. So sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there like, oh, gosh, this new soundboard. It, <laughs> it's getting me right now. <laughs> I, the, you know, I have all these, I have all these wild sounds. I'm not playing with them because now after everybody said something about my, my sounds here, I still like this one, though. Let's see if you guys know who this is. You know that was right. The Duke. Going? It was the Duke. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> so, so, but why? Again, why? Why Thomas Paine? Well, let me tell you that um, my very first encounter with Thomas Paine uh, was brought about by an uncle of mine, an adopted uncle, actually. Um, I started questioning religion. I started questioning. Um, what philosophy I might be attached to. And I was only about 10 years old. And oh, wow. I asked so many questions. Uh, and as I, um, as I asked these questions, my uncle would give me reading material. So he gave me the age of reason. And I learned all about deism. And I just was so fascinated with Thomas Paine's look at um, nature's God and that God can only speak through nature, not through men, not through priests, not through pastors or, you know, people that claim they have the uh, voice of God or the ear of God. (laughs) So when you look at the natural world, you're looking at what he, what a deist would say is God. But you were 10. You were 10? About 10. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Can I introduce you to my 13-year-old that I can't get to brush his teeth, comb his his (laughs) hair, or take a shower every day? And you're reading Thomas Paine, you know, and you're discovering yourself. Yes. Well, you know, the the fact is we didn't have television, so... (laughs) Reading was was all we could do. So, um, reading, reading was also my escape. But... I got so fascinated with Thomas Paine's life story because it's filled with life and death situations and and adventures and and wonderful things happen to him and yet terrible things happen to him. So I put together a page by page synopsis of his life in the form of a coloring book. And I decided to start presenting this as an assembly for children. So I have been very fortunate to have delivered a Thomas Paine assembly at all the elementary schools across the country named after Thomas Paine, as well as about four uh, additional elementary schools. My, the story that I created about Thomas Paine's life Uh, And my delivery is very appealing to sixth graders who are just starting to learn about the colonial period. And so I really love presenting uh, the Thomas Paine story. I've got it in a PowerPoint presentation and music. And and I'm always in costume, which the kids love. Oh, really? (laughs) Yes. I, I dress as Madame Bonville to tell the story. And I always pick children out of the audience to read his first poem to, uh, and then I pick a teacher to read a passage from the American crisis papers, but I dress the teacher up in a wig and a hat and a colonial shirt. And the kids just go crazy seeing their teachers uh, being abused by me, (laughs) putting putting fake hair on their head. Oh, fun. oh my gosh. So how I'm curious, do you know offhand how many elementary schools that is named after Thomas Paine? Three. Okay. 
So, so there's three across the country that you've talked to, plus another four. Now, what area do you live in, if you don't mind saying? Well, um, I'm bi-coastal. So I spend um, <laughs> time on the East Coast and the West Coast. Well, you, you messed me up there for a minute, Margaret. I was about to say, oh, well, we're pretty, we're we're pretty open around here. And then you said coastal. I was like, oh, okay, Usually never I mind. Give a pre pregnant pause between the word bi and coastal. Hey, I mean, whatever get whatever gets them listening. I guess that's how that works, isn't it? Whatever right. gets them listening. Right. So, well, well, now, what's your east east coast home? Uh, I'm near Philadelphia. I thought so. so. Yeah, when I when I first moved here in the 1990s, my first adventure was to find all the locations where Thomas Paine lived when he arrived to the area. And I couldn't find a thing. But I did find an educator, an 80-year-old educator who noticed me at the mayor's office trying to get a proclamation passed for Thomas Paine Day. We became fast friends, and we together had a street named after Thomas Paine, a plaza named after Thomas Paine, a historical marker where Common Sense was published. And um, we were working on so many other things that uh, didn't come to fruition quite yet, but I will never give up. I'm going to hopefully see a statue of Thomas Paine at the new American Museum of the Revolutionary War, or, or someplace in Old City. But yeah, we keep we keep pushing forward. Yes, oh, by the way, there's a skate park. I had nothing to do with this, but the skate park is named the Ben Franklin Thomas Paine Skate Park. Oh, oh my gosh! I, I feel like a loser next to you two ladies. I just want you to know that. I, I I think about what the two of you have done, and I think about, you know, I'm over here, like, excited for a new bourbon, and I'm like, woo, there's new bourbon, and, and when I was trying to figure out, because I knew you were close to Philadelphia, I was going to ask you, like, what do you, Wawa, you like, going to Wawa, and then you're like, I found all these, I couldn't find anything, and I created all this stuff and got things named, you guys are amazing, I so suck, I so suck right now, I'm just a, an old guy with a good beard and I suck. You guys are awesome. No, I'm going to propose a toast to, to Sean for coming no. on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about the two of you and I'm like, these, these ladies are awesome. I'm just over here like a big dork like, hey, you're the new season of Letter Kenny's out? This is great. And then uh, you guys are over here like making historical things happen. So so you, you just found, it's so amazing that an uncle gives you a book and here it is 15 years later and you're making all these things happen. I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive. Well, thank you. But, you know, we, we know that we, we need help. And when I found Kristen, I was so excited because she opened the doors to a lot of Republicans that we need on board for our next project, which is to put a memorial in somewhere in Washington, DC or its environs, <laughs> that's how the bill reads. It's House Bill 6720. Mm -hmm. And so far we have 16 co-sponsors and two of which are Republican. And Kristen is plugging along, trying to find more to sign on as co-sponsors because by the time this goes to vote, we're hoping to have quite the majority uh, to show that it is a bipartisan effort. Yeah, like it's, why wouldn't it be? So how did you get so so tell me how the two of you met? Chris and I want to hear your side of this. Oh my gosh. Well, let me let me just tell you, um, you know, I was on the campaign trail, you know, and I see all these people that I know and these elected officials, and I want to bring them, you know, a new a new candidate. They're like, Oh great, here comes Kristen, who's the new candidate she wants us to talk to, you know, blah blah blah. And so I'm like, hey, I'm like so and so, you know, I'm like, let me introduce you to my new candidate. They're like, oh, great. And then they're like looking right through me. Right. And I'm like, do you know what? I'm like, do you know, I want to just share with you. I'm like, do you know that I am helping the Thomas Paine Memorial Association? And they're like, what? Sit down. What are you doing? And I'm like, oh, brother. I'm like, I'm like, you know, it's, I mean, it's like so it's 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 an oh brother to me because they won't listen to me about my candidates 
but they will listen to me. I'm so encouraged because they're so excited about the work that we're doing with the Thomas Paine Memorial Association, because most of these elected officials have a deep rooted love for history. I mean, I do, Margaret does, a lot of politicians do because that was usually their minor, you know, I mean, most of these people are, are very intelligent people, you know, and history, you know, that is the roots of learning about political, you know, uh, political science, you know, in, in, in your academic studies. And when I brought up Thomas Paine Memorial, it's always like, Kristen, sit down. What do you want to tell us about? And it's so amazing, you know, going on the campaign trail, like, like I told you, um, in the primary, I was on a statewide race, which, you know, this state is huge. It's a country, you know, and yes. I met so many, 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 many interesting people. And um, I would talk about, you know, my candidate and they'd look through me. Well, some of them didn't, you know, um, my friends, <laughs> people that, that I bought their lunch for, maybe they weren't looking through me. But um, then when I would bring up, you know, the Thomas Paine Memorial, um, they would just, they would just like zone in, you know, it was, it was so amazing. And it, you know what I love about this work too, is it's a, it's a bridge builder, you know, we are so divisive in our politics these days and in our political, you know, our political culture is so divisive and I just love this because it's a build, you know, a bridge builder, you know, I don't you know, everybody that I talk to is so excited about this work. So, and that's so great that she brought up bridge building because Thomas Paine was a scientist as well, and he designed uh, a bridge which he was wanting to put over the Schuylkill River. I don't know, Schuylkill. Yeah, and there wasn't enough iron. So he had to go to uh, England, where he was one of the most hated citizens there for his work, you know, against the monarchy. Right. And uh, he he got it. Oh, by the way, he did get his bridge approved by the science community in France, uh, by the university uh, in Paris. But he built a sample of his bridge and it was on display in England and people were paying to walk over the bridge. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it was, it was quite the sight. Um, and then he wrote um, the rights of man and he ran for his life, barely missing the, uh, the King's horsemen coming to arrest him for seditious acts. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, so, so Cujo Halstead is a good friend of mine, Tom, and this, Tom and I are the epitome of good politics. I promise you him and I don't see eye to eye mm. on more than about 75% of things, which I think is most of us. Mm -hmm. But I will also promise you that him and I have sat down and had conversations on things that I completely, before the conversation felt one way. And by the time it was all over with, I felt another. I'll tell you which one it is. It's universal health care. Tom was like, let me explain this to you. And I was the guy going, I'll be damn. I've worked my whole life. Go figure it out on your own. And then him and I had a conversation and we believe it. Uh, him and I've had many conversations like that. So for him to say this is his kind of topic, this is absolutely in his wheelhouse of things that he understands. He sends me stuff all the time where I go, you're a lunatic. And then... He is, look, I'm telling you though, Kristen, this is, he's a nasty troll. If he gets a hold of somebody, he is oh a nasty God. troll that will, oh, he's, he's the troll under the bridge. Trust oh me. But I love him. I love him for it because he's good at it. He knows, yeah. and he knows his stuff. He's not, a, he's one of these people that's not foolish about it. Oh, that's so, right. So, so Tom like knows his stuff. So, all, so how is this going? Like, I know Kristen's saying, hey, people hear it and they, they get behind it. You've got 16 people signing signing a bill. But what does it really take? Because I, I think that's a big thing. Like, I don't understand it. Like, in my mind, well, if you want to want it built, just sign mm. off and they'll go build it. I, I don't quite understand it. So what what have you really learned? Because I can't imagine, Margaret, that you knew right off the bat or you even, Kristen, knew off the bat, like, what this would take to get something like this to happen. Yes. What has been the process that you you're figuring out 
if somebody thought like, hey, we, I could do this too. Yeah. Well, the first thing we did was we started our 501c3 so we could start getting donations for the effort. And uh, the Thomas Paine Memorial Association uh, is an educational 501c3. People can make donations and write and get the write off. We introduced it in January of uh, this year. And within a couple of months, we had half a million dollars in donations and pledges to put towards this effort. Wow. So this particular effort to put a Thomas Paine Memorial in Washington, D.C. will not cost the taxpayers one penny. That's it, what I'm talking about. All, it's going to be, it, it's all paid for. So we um, then we move forward with finding someone who could help us. And that became Jamie Raskin, who actually named his son after Thomas Paine. And uh, he, he was all in, he made videos for us. He presented in February of this year, the House Bill 6720 to uh, Congress. And we began the process of finding co-sponsors. We just announced the co-lead for HB 6720 is Victoria Sparts, and she's a Republican. So this is truly a bipartisan bill. And uh, so we're moving forward. And one of the big things that we had to overcome was you have to testify in front of the National Committee of Monuments. And um, it's, it's a, That's a, thing. a board, a commissioners, uh, and they all, you know, have opinions and, and uh, they, they gave us a date where we could present in front of them. And we did, and we, we were, I have to say, diverse. We were, we all gave our certain stories within four minutes. Um, by the time we had all of our uh, testimony, they immediately took a vote and they immediately 100% endorsement of House Bill 6720. So they were very impressed with our presentation. And, awesome. Yeah, people can see it uh, on the Free Thought Society YouTube channel. And it was our pre presentation on July 27th of this year. So now I think about the, you know, there's a, it's DC. There's a committee for everything. There's a group for everything. You know, what kind of, going into something like that, how do you even prepare for that? Because, uh, you know, we've all watched, you know, for those of us that remember when C-SPAN first came around, um, you know, we've all seen all the different things. How do you mentally get ready? Because this is, a lot of that stuff is going to be broadcast all over the place. Or if it's not, you're putting it on your YouTube channel. There's a lot of, you know, you never know what these folks are going to ask you either. So how did you prepare for something like that? Well, we decided that um, everyone should tell their personal story about why Thomas Paine is important to them and, and why his legacy is worth honoring. So um, we had a, um, a black representative who talked about how she couldn't relate to any other founding father except for Thomas Paine who did not own slaves and who was so brave that he even chastised Thomas Jefferson for having slaves. Uh, one of Thomas, Jeff Thomas Paine's best friends was Thomas Jefferson, but he still criticized him uh, for owning slaves. Uh, we had a Generation Z representative where she talked about how it's important for the youth to understand a founding father that was well ahead of his time and that he was brave and that he you know, stood up for certain uh, rights that are happening now and should continue. So uh, we had her, we had a veteran who talked about serving uh, in, in his capacity and having a hero in Thomas Paine as another veteran. Uh, and then, oh gosh, I spoke <laughs> and um, a couple, oh, Jamie Raskin spoke. So it was, you know, really a, an impressive group of people. It was very powerful. It was very powerful. I was like, felt like I was seated in the room of giants. You know, it was just so, it was so inspirational. And know? that's what we tell people. We, when we ask them to contact their legislator 
to ask them to sign on to the bill. We say, tell your legislature your story, why you think it's important. Of course, say you're a constituent, uh, give your address and your name, but tell your story. Um, even if it's my favorite quote is, and then you know, talk about what it means to you to, to have that quote in your head, a, a quote of Thomas Paine, you know, uh, the world is my country, to do good is my religion. You know, those That's are- That's another great one, I love that. The world is my, my country, to do good is my religion. That's another great one. Uh, but now, now, Kristen, who is texting you? Who's texting you? I don't, you know what, let me just tell you. Okay, this is, this is my issue. I have a big fundraiser happening at six o'clock and everybody is like, you know, Tell the interns are like, we can't find it. And I'm like, my God, I spent, never mind. It's just. Tell, tell, tell the interns. Yes. They're not getting paid. They're interns. <laughs> no, don't do that because they won't figure, it, figure it out or they're yeah. not getting credit. Tell them, figure it out or they're not getting credit. We're writing letters of recommendation for them. That's so. right. Tell them, figure it out or you don't get credit. This is, <laughs> this is called life. Figure it out or you don't get credit for this. Well, let me just tell you. You know, I mean, I was, <laughs> Tell me, I was different. I was different as a child, as a teenager. You know, I mean, I well, you I fought bears. You were bears. fighting bears. You fought a bear, didn't you? Yeah, well, and I was, I was a hard worker. I fought a bear, many, many, many. I'm like, I'll have to send pictures, but no, figuratively I, or real? <laughs> no, no, they're figured. Figurative. Oh, we all dropped out for a So now yeah. Nathan has one of the most important questions that we. He, he's good about this. I will always give him credit about this. So once you found out that um, everybody had approved, that entire council approved, what was what food do you like to did you go to to celebrate? Like what was the meal afterwards? Oh, <laughs> what, what did I mean? This is Thomas Payne. Did you go? Did you go 1775 porridge and mead? Did we go more modern? What did we do here? <laughs> Well, uh, unfortunately, my food allergies limit me, so I can't indulge in anything that was made in the 1700s, <laughs> like corn and, and wheat and rye and all of that. I, I haven't had a beer in 50 years. So <laughs> but that you was look, Wait a sec. You, I thought you were 25. <laughs> uh, I'm, I uh, just celebrated my 72nd birthday, oh, God. but I tell people that I have age dyslexia because I, I only feel 27. You and my wife sold your soul to the same people. My wife is the same way. We'll go places. And I, I'm going to tell on myself for a moment. You ready for me to tell on myself for a moment? Yeah. So I tore my ACL, MCL, and meniscus. Oh, tore, no. Tore all three of them. One oh, shot. Geez. Gone. Oh. In the process, this woman says to my wife, is your father okay? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that was, that, that was, that was the, the feeling. Look, it was like this. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh my gosh. My best okay. friend, my best friend and his husband are like, did she really just say that? You're never living that down. Um, I mean, I hate you all. I hate everyone in the room right now. Yeah. I love it when I'm out with my grandson and people say, your mom. Oh, <laughs> referring to me. I know. That's, That's awesome. So, my daughters and they're like, are you the older sister? I'm like, yes. It doesn't happen. All this gray up in this beard. That shit don't happen. You know, if, if you would color it, then it then it changes. Hey, you know, hey, like we do. You know, hey, like hey, a kind of... dirty word. You can't look at this skunk. Look at this skunk oh, in this beard. Good. It looks good. It looks it, good. It's, you know, it's that whole old man thing. Nate Nate says no pizza. How? I understand. <laughs> uh, oh, Nick can hear about it. He needs to listen to the podcast too. So, <laughs> so how much longer do we have to wait till the statue's up and, and we're ready to go? Well, one of the commissioners said, wouldn't it be great if we could push this ahead and within four years celebrate the grand opening and unveiling of a Thomas Paine memorial? Um, we don't anticipate that it'll be speeding along at that pace, but we're hopeful uh, because it would be a wonderful uh, time to do that. Uh, and 
you know, my, it, I want to be able to be at the ceremony. I don't want this to drag on. Um, you know, I, I want it, I want it to be within four years. Absolutely. Right. And it won't drag on because we have a game changer on board with us. Peter Quo. Peter Quo is the vice chair of the California GOP, the CA GOP. And he is amazing. He is like, he is Mr. Entrepreneur. He's Mr. He has venture capitalist companies. He is so well liked. You know, there's a lot of division within the CA GOP. But one thing that we're all united about is Peter Quo. Everybody loves Peter Quo. And um, he is our Republican advocate. So um, we just added him a few weeks ago, and we're so excited that he um, may be joining us in our next legislative pitch. We do have another committee to go through the Congressional Memorial. Uh, natural resources committee. So we have to go through that. Natural um, resources. What? Yes. What is that well, about? Well, they're very careful about what goes on public land. But, um, but so, why natural resources? Like, you well, know, we they have to see the impact of a there's, memorial. There's a lot of people. There are a lot of members assigned to that that commission. Like I feel like they, like don't they? So we're going to get into a, a Sean's political moment for a second. Don't they get extra money for each one of these little like councils and boards and. No, all it's all, it's all part of a legislator's duty. I thought they got extra cash for that. Like they get on these and then they get extra influence well, and they, all these other no, things. Influence, of course. Yes. Go they ahead. All, they, they all get assigned to a committee. Mm -hmm. And so some people are like to the finance committee. Some people are for housing committees, and these are our legislators that were assigned to the natural commissions. So okay. there's so many committees. They they don't get paid. This is a part of the, yeah, like Margaret was saying, this is a part of their duties. Everybody mm -hmm. gets assigned. And some people want to get on different committees over others, you know, but it's usually seniority that. Um, puts okay, that seniority prevails. See, yes. when I run for office, Kristen is going to get my my shit together for me. I so, am. I so can't that, wait. So that I'm the first libertarian to actually do it the right way. And I I need to get you on on board now though because we need to start fundraising because all of a, these take so much money. Well, so much. You know, kind of bringing all this up and, and and kind of thinking about this for for a moment. A lot of these folks that were we kind of mentioned Thomas Paine and, and these folks that have have run run for different offices they they understood that start from the bottom local government and move up mm -hmm. and that's what you do Kristen. you know we we talk right. about this you're very heavily involved in local margaret getting this thing moving you didn't say that you went to dc the very first time walked up to you know pennsylvania avenue and knocked on the door and said hey i'd like a thomas Paine statue stuck somewhere you worked on streets, you worked on parks, you worked on, you know, uh, different areas. What would you tell someone, e either one of you, if they're mm -hmm. thinking about getting in, either they have something that they would like to see memorialized that they believe is, is that impactful to the nation, or they, they're thinking about getting into politics, what were some of the things that either one of you would say, hey, this really needs to be your approach before you try to, you know, stand on the biggest stage out there? Which, as a libertarian, I promise you, that's our biggest problem is we think, well, I'm going to run for president. I'm going to run for governor. Yeah. I'm going to run for, you know, everything that I can. But we forget about the dog catcher. We forget about the postmaster general. And right. we never create a ground roots movement that says, wow, this entire state has kind of gone this way. Maybe yeah. we should look at that. Right. So what's well, some of your suggestions? Well, I, you know, I think that, um, first of all, working with many, you know, ca different candidates, I've seen what's worked and what hasn't. And what I definitely know that works is the candidates that like prevail are the ones who are involved locally at commissions. Like they are involved with different nonprofits. They have their, like, they are, they have leadership positions um, in different um, big organizations or even nonprofits, you know, like um, like 
I'm not going to run. I will probably never run, but like I'm on the board of, you know, the board of directors for Global Hope 365, you know, that is about human trafficking, you know, and the board of directors for League of Minority Voters. So what you need to do is find your passion, truly find your passion. There's so many people that are interested in politics, but you need to find your lane, you know, find your lane, you know, find, let's say, you know, the reason why I got into this, I told you was because I was worried about my children's future, you know? So what did I do when my kids were in school? I got involved with the board of, you know, the, the board of super, not the board of supervisors, but you know, the board at the school. And then I got them involved in different humanitarian efforts. You know, that's always spoke to my heart. Social politics is more important to me, is one of the most important like aspects of politics in my mind. Social politics, how do we make this community small and large better for everyone that's in there? It's not about the power. It's not about the money. It's about making our world better, you know? So find your passion, you know, find what, what you're interested in, you know, like if you're interested in education, then go and like, go to like children, like they have all these kinds of groups, parent revolt groups, you know, they have like, um, you know, groups on children, on um, school choice, you know, school choice nonprofits. So find your niche and find what you're passionate about and focus on that. Just focus on that. And if you want to get into politics, start local, start local. Like even before you get like the, the bottom, it goes like, it goes um, um, like being on a school board, city council, and then it goes to mayor. But there's all these things before you get to that level. Like you could be on every city council has commissions that are appointed. So you start getting involved with your city, your city, you know, your city. Um, Freeze. Yes. And you go to their city council meetings. You see what's involved there and you get involved locally, you know. So and you can get appointed for commissions for like you could get appointed um, to work on the park and rec. You could get appointed for helping the elderly, you know, and you start local and you find out what is your passion, you know. And you can start this when, you know, I've seen people start this when they're 14, 15, you know, they're, it's, it's amazing, but it, it's a long journey, but, but you can't, you have to find what is your passion that speaks to you because that is what's going to help people. If you find your passion to help people. And I'm hoping um, some of your viewers will get passionate about Thomas Paine and, and join our efforts. Um, we're going to put on a January event, 2023, in celebration of Thomas Paine's birthday. And it's going to be called Proclamation Celebration. And what we're going to do is we're going to teach people how to write a Thomas Paine Day proclamation. Um, and we're going to have samples of the proclamations I've written and had approved over the years. Uh, and the, but the proclamations are going to be read by our um, our big shots on the board. Uh, <laughs> on our board, we have uh, Anne Duran, who is Carl Sagan's widow. Um, we have John Delancey, the actor, uh, and uh, his wife, the actress, uh, and she. Last year, she sang a song for us um, about Thomas Paine. So the program is going to be very educational, and we want people in the grassroots level to mm -hmm. become involved in getting more and more Thomas Paine Day proclamations, because what we're edging up to is a national proclamation declaring June 8th as Thomas Paine Day. Now, it's his birthday. Hmm? That's his birthday. No, it no? is the birthday is January 29th. Okay. But the reason we choose June 8th is that's the date of his death. And what they do in England and France is they don't celebrate someone's birth when they haven't accomplished anything. But on the day that they die, that is a celebration of their life and their accomplishments. That's so very we very different. Synchronize. 
plus the weather is so much better in June. Um, we can do parades, picnics, outdoor activities. In January, that's impossible. <laughs> so you will get 100% support from me. Oh. And here's why. Okay. That's my five-year-old's birthday. Six, eight, seventeen. Oh. So, I mean... And no, knowing this, we should have named we, we should have named him Thomas Payne, but no, nope, he's got a way longer name than that. <laughs> His name's like we we screwed this kid over. He's got like four names. But you didn't name him after a beer, right? Nope, nope. Did, <laughs> didn't get a beer name. That's we saved that for like dogs and cats and stuff like that. You know, that's that's animal. Like my my cats' names are are like Titan and Luna, so I named them after moons. You get it? <laughs> You know, I named them after moons because they're both black cats, so that makes sense to me. Great. Yeah, there you go. My wife, my clever. wife threw it up there. Lucas <laughs> Charles Vincenzo Murphy. Oh, that kid, that kid's so screwed. That's your, regal. He should, he should run. Write, write your name, kid. And he's gonna be. Like, I hate my parents. I hate them. <laughs> write your, write your full name. This sucks. There was a Thomas Paine beer produced in the town of Sussex, England. And I, I do have a Thomas Paine beer bottle, but it's in storage right now. But I'm going to put it on eBay soon because we need to raise more money for, for more statues. <laughs> that, that's just, a, you know, it's just it's so impressive to me what, what you folks have done. I mean, it really is because I, I guess it's just one of those things. There's so much division left, mm -hmm. right, you know. Well, I'm Green Party, so I'm I'm left, but I'm not as left as you are left, but I'm a different left. Mm -hmm. You know, myself being a libertarian, people say, well, you're right. I, I know I think I'm moderate at the most. Um, you just have to know me as a as a person to know that. But I mean, to kind of say Thomas Paine didn't give a shit who you were. Right. These were human rights. These were things that mattered. He did what he could at the time for the people he could at the time and said, this is what's right. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we need to stand, you know, common sense. People don't understand that, you know, and, and correct me, Mark, that was written in 1775, published and instantly became a bestseller. Yes. People in fact, all of all of Thomas Paine's books were immensely. He was one of the most read uh, writers in that era. Really? Yes. Uh, Age of Reason, uh, Rights of Man, uh, even his articles were well read. Um, he, now, did he get involved in any of the, uh, like, I was talking with, with uh, I don't know if it was my wife or who I was talking to about this, but did he get involved in the, the other silliness where, like, Jefferson, I know, was known to do this, create newspapers, badmouth somebody or badmouth something, and then be like, I don't know what you're all talking about. That wasn't me. Like well, the equivalent Thomas of today was, of like. Yeah. Thomas Payne was a victim of, oh, was he? of, of terrible rumors. And um, and a lot of people were busted for starting uh, rumors about Thomas Paine to. Like what? To slur him. Well, uh, one rumor was that Madame Bonville's son, Thomas Paine, was actually Thomas Paine's son, not. On her husband's son and Mrs. Vonneville actually sued for defamation and she won. Ooh. She was one of the first ladies to actually bring a case like that to court. Really? So uh, yeah, she, she wouldn't put up with the nonsense, but there's so many bad things that are written uh, to, to slander Thomas Paine because people were frightened of him. People didn't like the fact that, he even attacked George Washington. Um, really? Yeah. In what yeah. way? Well, um, Thomas Paine uh, was arrested in France for publicly um, saying that the king and queen and the, the, fam the royal family should leave the country, but do not murder people. He was against the reign of terror. And they okay. considered his objection to what was happening traitorous. That you know, and he couldn't help himself. He's he was he looked at human beings as precious commodities, mm -hmm. uh, even if they were kings and queens. So they threw him in jail, uh, mm -hmm. in the Bastille, 
And he was there for almost nine months. And oh, wow. um, Jefferson appealed. Uh, Washington never moved a, a finger to help him. And uh, it was James Monroe that finally got him out of prison just in the nick of time. He, he almost died in prison from illness, but also he was almost beheaded. Um, they, uh, there's a story about uh, Thomas Paine being sick in his cell, uh, laying on the uh, straw bed, and he was too weak to move. So they left his cell door open. Well, when it was open, it was facing against the wall. One night, the executioner got a list of names and put a chalk mark on each door of each prisoner that was to be executed the next day. Oh, my. Well, fortunately, Thomas Paine's door was shut and the X was facing him, not the outside. Oh, <laughs> oh. So he, wow. escaped, he escaped death that that day. Talk about luck of the draw right there. Wow. Now, this could be legend or it could be truth. <laughs> uh, either way, it's a great story. Oh, when I did my research about Madame Bonville, I found the most wonderful stories about the way Thomas Paine treated his fellow prisoners. They loved him. They came to him for comfort. They came to him... Uh, knowing that they were going to be executed the next day and just to talk to him, to gather their strength. Um, so I, I love looking at those accounts uh, written by prisoners who later on wanted to tell everyone that the lies that were being circulated were untrue about Thomas Paine and that he was a wonderful man. Yeah. Wow. And so you know, that's, that's one of the things that I love about Thomas Paine is Back to he's a he was a built bridge builder, you know, and this is, you know, when Margaret told me about um, the Thomas Paine Memorial Association, I'm like, there is no better time than to to erect this monument because we are in such division in this country, you know, and I really feel like the fact that Thomas Paine didn't ascribe to either parties you know, speaks volumes, you know, a lot of people that, that speaks to their soul now too, no one really wants to become, they, it's so tribal, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that, I really think that in my heart, you know, I think that if Thomas Paine were alive today, he would be, he would be president, you know, he would be president of our country because he spoke to everyone, you know, he had a message that went across party lines, you know, mm -hmm. he was there for everyone, you know, and I really feel like that is needed in today. You know, mm -hmm. I really, that's so, and you know, back to what you were talking about, you know, like Margaret and I, we ascribe to different parties, you know, we think very differently about different worldviews, um, but we're friends, you know, we, you know, and I think that that's what we need to get back to, you know, it's back to, you know what? It's all about being human. You know, it's not about your label. It's about being and giving and gifting and being kind to one another and helping everybody make this world a better place. You know, well, that's the lost art right there, isn't it? Here, look, this is mm -hmm. for you. That That's the lost art in all this is we we uh can't hear the zoom i don't know what you're talking about dear my wife said can't hear the zoom i don't know what you're talking about come downstairs and talk to me um yeah, i want to see i want to see april you want to see april <laughs> babe they want to see you so you can come down now or you can wait till after this she's like funny about coming on the on the show no sound from the machine she's saying oh she's not... we, didn't, we didn't hear your special effects oh wait a second your audio really hold on a sec you're not hearing that no really see that's why i said like i've got to figure out yeah, um telling hmm. us let's try this let's try this did you hear that no you didn't hear that you're gonna have to, you got to fix this in post did you hear that one no didn't hear that one all right so now i've got to figure out 
what the heck did I do? Because I'm looking over here and, and let's see, here's my wife. Hi, Hi. Hi. you're beautiful. They oh, said you're beautiful. Oh, thank you. She can't hear you because I got the earbuds in. I don't know. What, yeah, we can't. Hear you can't hear none that. of those sound effects. No, none of my sound effects. I'm trying to find one like. Nope. Did that come through? No. Nope. Son of a gun. Now I got to figure out what the heck did I do? It is. It's probably my texting interns. It's <laughs> your texting interns have, have shut down all my sound effects. I have. Weird. We heard those pings. We just don't hear your your sound effect. I have no idea what's going on then. I'll have to figure out what's going on with those. But so uh, January, we have the Thomas Paine uh, birthday. Birthday. Mm -hmm. June 8th, obviously, we have, we're looking to make that into a holiday. Mm -hmm. um, no, a national proclamation. Uh, national proclamation. <laughs> It's a holiday. Call it a holiday. holiday. I want another day off of work. Call it a holiday. It should My be kid a wants a day off his birthday. Um, <laughs> You'll have to take that up with your local elected officials. I have to take it up with my lo my local <laughs> officials here to get that going. Um, yeah, my local official is, is sitting in another chair over here next to me. And dad. if anybody wants to help um, talk to their legislators, I am here to give them. Uh, guidance on what to say and and if they'd like to um, participate further contact me it's margaret at thomaspainmemorial.org and say it one more time margaret margaret m-a-r-g-a-r-e-t at thomaspainmemorial.org and if you're those of you that are watching us live we've got the the ticker running across right now that says thomaspainmemorial.org if you go on facebook it's the thomas Payne memorial association on facebook if you go they get it right yeah you, you, you were making faces at me i was like no i screwed it right. up again uh you you can look that that up so you can go on the facebook you can find it there uh you can find Kristen. she is kristen.mana5 on instagram she's mm -hmm. got a five behind her name uh, i think you can find, i wasn't number one that's right. You put your number two, one, your number one two, to us. Or two, three, and four. But thank you. Thank you. You're, you're definitely number one to us, though. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so we can find you can find Kristen there. And you can find Margaret and Kristen both are on uh LinkedIn. So you look them up on LinkedIn, they'll they can talk to you there. That's more of the you know, stay away from their Facebook. Yeah. You know, their Facebook is for their, their kids and all those things. Go find them on LinkedIn. That's the professional spot to find people yeah. for this kind of stuff. So find them there on uh on their LinkedIn, connect with them, find out what's going on, see how you can donate again to the Thomas Payne. For those who don't know, Payne has an E at the end of it, uh, memorial.org. I'm just going to throw that out there for those of us that are like, oh, I don't know, can't find it. Spell Payne a different way. P-A-N-E, I can't find it. Um, so make sure you go out and you find them. If you happen to be, look, I'm going to throw this out here. I don't know if Kristen's looking for it or not, but I'm going to throw it out there. If you're looking to get involved in some politics or you have questions about it or you're thinking like maybe this is something that I can do, shoot Kristen a message. She will be honest with you and be like, yeah, look, um, <laughs> I don't know if your your platform of, uh, you know, whatever it is, you know, squirrel rustling is, a, is an important <laughs> political foundation. It's going to make sense. But reach out to Kristen. You're looking to donate money. You got you got a couple extra nickels sitting around. Again, reach out for the Thomas Paine Foundation. So all that's going on, as we always do on every show. I'm going to make Kristen go first this time because she okay. already did this once before. So we're going to let Margaret go last. And neither one of you log off on, on me before the, after this is over because we got to talk for a moment. Uh, Kristen, what is your final word? My final word is make this place a better place. You know, do what you can to spread kindness and love. You know, there's so much division. There's so much um, just hatred in this world. And you know what? Let's just spread love and kindness and work on your community and make your community local, whether that be local at your county, at your state, at your country, at the world, make this world a better place because we all live in it and we should all love each other i like it margaret what is your final word 
Well, I want to emphasize that if anyone would like me to come and do an assembly for children, uh, they can go to the Free Thought Society website under the Thomas Paine tab, and there's an application that they can fill out to um, for me to come out. It's it's a hundred percent paid for, and uh, I have a nice donor that that likes me to go out and do that for free. So if if you're an educator or if you're a parent and you want to promote that educational program for your children, just go to that website and um, let me know. And I'll leave with my very favorite Thomas Paine quote. Uh, if there must be trouble, let it be in my time that my child may have peace. Alrighty, folks, be sure to push your stool in. This has been an Earplug Podcast presentation found on EarplugPodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found.